Welcome to the podcast that's all about empowering women so they can have a thriving career as a mother. This podcast is for high-achieving women who want to have a successful career without sacrificing quality time and connection with their kids. Get insights, tips and strategies about doing work you love by leveraging your natural gifts and superpower as a mom. It's time to change the narrative around being a career mom from one of struggle, sacrifice and stress to something that's empowering, uplifting and rewarding. Thanks for listening and join me on this journey. Hello there and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today I want to talk about our emotions uh, and feelings and I'm going to use these two words uh, interchangeably, emotions and feelings, although I know uh, people who are really into the technical definition, there's a slight difference, but I'm going to use it as a layperson, you know, interchangeably is how you feel. And I don't know about you, but I kind of get the impression, especially in the workplace, that being emotional, you know, have you ever heard of people using the term, oh, um, he's too emotional or she's too emotional? And it's usually got a negative connotation, right? A negative feeling to it, like you're not supposed to be emotional at the workplace, whether it is, you know, bursting into tears or losing your temper and yelling at people. You know, we get the impression that this is not a very good thing. But I actually feel like we need to talk about this because your emotions are actually the fuel for your actions, right? It is you know, no matter how rational you think you are, we are emotional creatures and we act and do things because of how we are feeling. Okay. So research shows that there's tons of research that already shows that. So to me, I would rather learn how to master my emotions and use them to help me get what I want, to create the life that I want. And that's kind of the topic of today's episode. You know, it's all about how to turn your feelings on and off like a switch to create the life you want. And you may have um, heard of, you know, this kind of an idea that your feelings, you can't just turn it on and off. Well, I really want to actually challenge that because you know, I have kind of come to a place where I could, um, I can actually turn my feelings on and off. Of course, some things take a little bit longer. It's not just a split second where I can just turn it on and off. But, you know, there are certain things that I can. There are certain smaller things that I can just immediately, like with the snap of my fingers, just turn it on or turn it off, depending on what is the feeling that I want to experience. So I want to share a little bit about how I do it and just very simple steps of how I do it. And, you know, maybe you can use that because if, if our emotions are the fuel for our actions and our actions create the results that we see in our lives, and obviously, right, being able to master your emotions is going to be a very powerful thing. And we see sometimes people... Um, lose it, right? I mean, like we, we say they lose it or they've lost it is because they were unable to regulate their emotions and then they act based on the emotion either in a way that then puts them in a less favorable position or maybe in a place where you wish you didn't do that because you're kind of like taken over by your emotions. And so I think this is a very powerful um 
skill, ability, you know, to be able to do that. And I don't mean pushing away feelings. I'm talking about really getting into the emotion. So maybe if I get into the steps, then you kind of get what I mean. So first of all, how do we then master our emotions? Well, I think the very first step is you've got to notice, right? You've got to notice the feeling. What exactly is it that you're feeling? So if you um, are driving and uh, some person cuts in front of you in a very dangerous manner and then you get really upset, right? And you can either choose to go after him, not let him in, um, or her. I mean, I'm not talking about just guys who do this, but there are women drivers who do that too. Uh, and then you can first notice the feeling, oh, anger, or maybe it was fear, or maybe if you're driving your kids, you're like just so afraid that, you know, you could have gotten into an accident, your kids could have gotten and hurt um, and all of that. So notice the feeling. That's the very first step. And then step two is to just move into it. Now, of course, you know, you if you're driving, uh, depending on how comfortable and familiar you are in handling your emotions, um, sometimes you can't really do that if you're on the road. But I think that in day-to-day life, you can do that. And in fact, I've gotten to a point where even when I'm driving, I can notice the feeling and then I can just move straight into that emotion of fear or just recognizing what that feeling is. But let's say you're going about your daily life, someone um, irritates you, you know, or or makes you very, very happy, right? It's not just for uh, negative emotions, it's also for very good feelings. And so the second step is to move into it. I, I just say move into that feeling. So if it's a good feeling and you want more of it, then feel it, feel into it, feel it more and more. Uh, the way I do it is if I am able to, uh, very often I do this during my meditation in every morning or before I go to bed, you know, I think about what I want, what I want to feel, what I want to create. And I close my eyes just for a couple of minutes and I really feel that feeling in my heart and in my mind, you know, I'll have certain uh, things that I'm picturing in my mind, whether it's the, the, the image of a mountain that's very strong and stable and secure, you know, dependable, it's very safe, it's very, yeah, stable and solid, you know, and if that's the feeling I want, then sometimes I will just think about a beautiful mountain. Um, and otherwise, I will just take a moment to just put my hand on my heart and just feel what that feeling feels like, that good feeling feels like. Now, what happens if it's a bad feeling that makes you feel really uncomfortable, right? Well, I would say also move into it. Of course, for feelings that are very, um, I think, very powerful, like very overwhelming and maybe could cause you to feel very uncomfortable, um, it would probably be better to do it when you're in a safe place, definitely not when you're driving, because I think that's going to, remember, affect the way you act. You might actually end up chasing down that guy even more. So, um, you know, if at that moment you're not able to do it, I think it's okay to just make a note of it, make a mental note of it that, yeah, you know, this thing that happened, you know, really... Uh, affected me today and you can do it in the evening when you go home when you're lying down right before bed but even if it's a um, negative feeling you want to find some moment to process that feeling so when we talk about moving into that feeling we're not trying to deny things that we don't want to feel and push it away because that's just going to show up somewhere right it goes into your unconscious 
subconscious mind and then it's going to play out in some other way later on in a way that is not going to be very helpful so i still would say process it so when i say feel into it it's just about processing that feeling so when you get a moment maybe in the evening you know and you have like a couple of minutes before you go to bed is to just move into that feeling and feel all of it right um go into the core of that emotion whether that's fear resentment judgment um you know whatever that that feeling it is and just you know really feel into it and sometimes you know how we are as human beings one thing leads to another you think about it more and more and more and more um and just go right to the heart of it what exactly is it that's making you feel so badly about it you know is it some sort of a fear and it usually will end up being some sort of a fear uh, some sort of a fear that uh, you know, it's going to be the worst case scenario, you know, whatever that worst case scenario is for you, say, for example, maybe it's finances. So, okay, worst case scenario, maybe you, you imagine like you're going to become homeless, you're going to not have a job, not have any money, and then you're going to be totally homeless, you're going to be on the streets, and you can't feed yourself and your family, and everyone's going to be on the street begging, I don't know, I'm just, you know, um, that could just be your worse right so really just really exaggerated i mean it may not be an exaggeration because in your mind it's probably very real but i'm just saying go right to the worst possible thing that could happen and you know you will get to a point where you just feel like it's getting a little bit ridiculous you know at some point you are going to realize that that's not actually really going to happen and and even it, if it was that ridiculous you know one question you could ask yourself is could you accept that could you still survive that could you still be able to breathe and move um and would you still be okay you know uh, not the best of conditions, not the kind of conditions that you would prefer, but you would still be okay. And at some point, you're going to feel some kind of a, almost like a relief or a release of that fear. And that's kind of when you know you've come to some level of acceptance, right? I mean, you've even come to probably accepting the worst possible scenario. Relief comes when you can accept it, when you no longer resist and fight it. It's the resistance of us trying to push something away, prevent something terrible from happening, or maybe trying to pull something we really want towards us. We want it to come to us faster. We want it now. And we can't have it now, but we want it now. How am I going to get it now? It's this kind of a resistance where you are not accepting what is as it is that really tires us, you know, really drains our energy and really causes the stress and anxiety and the burnout, right? We push ourselves so hard to get the thing we want or prevent the very thing we don't want to happen from happening. And that's what we call resistance, right? So when you resist the situation as it is, that's where it gets super stressful and you can't sleep and you can't eat, you get irritated and frustrated and, and all of that. So, But when you come to a level of acceptance, it's this relief. You're like, okay, you know what? Heck it. That's fine. Even if that happens, I will somehow find a way to get past it. So then you feel relief. And it's kind of from only when you get to this level of acceptance and relief that you can start to take action or small little steps to improve the situation.
Because when you're so busy fighting and resisting it, you have no energy. Your entire brain and mind is consumed by this need to fight for your survival, right? Um, to to prevent this thing from happening or making this thing happen. You, you're so focused on that. There's no other space for anything else to enter your mind. And for you to be a little bit more creative and more resourceful. So you're still stuck in that box, right? So you got to get out of that box. And the way to get out of that box is to come to a level of acceptance. So then, you know, when you are at acceptance, that's when you can create what you want and slowly move to a place of neutrality and maybe even take steps towards creating the feelings that you want to feel that make you feel good. So if you're already feeling good and you're feeling more, you know, you want to get into that feeling and feel more and more goodness, then, you know, then the next step is actually to to do that, to um, really think about all the things that can create more of those good feelings. And I like to do it with physical things I already have now because it makes it a lot more believable for me in my brain. So let's say if I want to feel good, uh, I always start with gratitude. That's always the easiest place to start because you can be grateful for something. You know, you can be grateful that you can listen to this podcast. You can be grateful that if, you know, most of us were able to move around, um, simple bodily functions, you can breathe, you can, you have internet, uh, you know, you have food to eat, water, clean water to drink and take a shower. So gratitude is always the easiest place to start. Start with something physical, open your eyes, look around you. There's always going to be at least one thing you can be grateful for. And then feel more and more of that. And then, you know, you kind of get into this cycle of just noticing everything that you're grateful for. And sometimes I go even deeper into like even just being grateful for my morning cup of coffee. And then I will look at the cup of coffee. I will look at every single point of the value chain that was involved to allow me to then have that cup of coffee. First of all, the glass that I, the mug that I'm drinking it in, the people who came together to, to create that mug, the water I had to use to make the coffee, the clean water that I have, the kettle that I use to boil my water, the coffee, um, beans that, you know, from, from the farmers, right? All the way through the logistics of it, the roasters, the people at the store, um, you know, to grind the coffee, the people who make the coffee grinders, all of it, all of it. Just imagine in that one single cup of coffee, everything it took to get that coffee to you and you can then enjoy it and drink it and savor it and taste it. Oh, wow. That's just so nice. So, so nice. And then you can feel more and more of that feeling and you can create more and more of that feeling. And it's a reinforcing cycle. And that's how you start your day. You go on about your day moment by moment and you're grateful for every little small thing and everything it took to bring that small thing to you. And that's kind of like moment by moment, you know, you, anytime you can, you get irritated, something happens at work, you can stop yourself and just in that moment, 
what is it you can be grateful for and just go into that moment. And even that person that you're having an argument with or a disagreement with who's really irritating you, just stop for a moment. There's something good about that person. What can you appreciate? And what is this whole disagreement teaching you and how is it helping you to grow? So it almost becomes a way of life, the way that you conduct yourself, the way you are being, the kind of person you're being every single moment of every single day. And so that's really how I really turn my feelings on and off, depending on what I want more of and what I want less of. And then the final step that's really, really quite important, actually a couple of them, um, is, you know, every morning I kind of will meditate because that's my moment where I receive uh, and it doesn't have to be like a set time in the morning. So maybe in the midst of that argument you're having with that person and you are noticing you're being grateful and suddenly you just take a moment to just say, okay, you know, what What can I learn from this? And just take a moment to just be open to receive any kind of insight, realizations, uh, inspiration, you know, or some idea of how you could do something differently and and then act on it. So when you take action, you're always acting from a place of inspiration, um, from a place that feels good, something that you, an action that is exciting for you to do. Uh, and don't do something that's making you dread it. And even if, you know, I know we're in a workplace and sometimes we have deadlines and stuff like that, we have to do something that we really don't feel like doing, break it down. I, I like to break it down into maybe, okay, well, what's one good thing that could come out from this, you know, or sometimes I would think about, well, at the end of it, when I finish this, what would that feel like? Oh, it would feel so amazing. I got it done and I got this thing out of the way. And by doing this, it's helped somebody else or it's improved the process some way. It's made it easier for someone else. And, you know, um, I needed to get this thing done so that someone, something else could happen. I mean, you know, it's really trying to train your mind to focus on the good, on making you feel good, because that's really the, the main point of it, right? If you want to move through life and take action and create your life, a kind of life that you want with ease, with, um, lightness, that is, that's easy. Uh, because that's what makes us happy, right? We want to have a nice, comfortable, easy life. All of us. Who who wants to struggle? You know, that's really a very old, outdated model way of thinking and belief system. No, I want things to be easy. I want things to be comfortable. I want a good life where I can be relaxed. I can be at peace, you know, and I can move through life with so much ease. Who doesn't want that, right? And so if you want that kind of a life, then it's all about these micro things that you do, micro decisions, moment by moment, how you choose to be, noticing your feelings, and then trying to move through life with as much ease and comfort and happiness and joy as possible. And so you're always acting from that kind of a place from inspiration, from lightness, from excitement, from, oh, I'm so excited to get this thing done. I want to do this. I want to see how it works out from that kind of a place. And, you know, I mean, I'm going to be honest, this didn't happen to me overnight. Becoming like this, being able to behave and think like this, being able to even catch myself having um, what kind of a feeling and then move through these steps. I talk about these steps like in the last, I don't know, 20 minutes, like as if it was so easy. But in real life, when something huge happens, of course, it's not going to be just a simple five-step process. Um, 
For me, it took me years until I found the map method and where we really uh, are in a position to heal our own mind, our own mentality, our old belief systems by giving instructions to our subconscious mind, to our brains, to rewire it in a very scientific and proven way, like literally changing your neural pathways, how you think and how you behave and how you feel. So of course, with that now, it's it's a lot faster, right? I mean, what took me years probably will take other people maybe even weeks or months. And that is the reason why I do these live demos every week, because you're n- not going to really be able to understand it, realize it, um, believe it until you experience it for yourself. And so if this is something that you're somewhat curious about, learning how to master your emotions, learning how to turn it on and off like a switch, right? Using your emotions to help you to fuel your actions, to create the life that you want, to do it in a way that's easy, it's fun, it's relaxing, then I really hope that you come. I would like to invite you to come for one of our um, one of my free demo sessions. It is an all women's group. We meet every Sunday morning, um, Singapore time, but it's really an opportunity for you to come experience it for yourself, how powerful this technique is. And then with practice, you just get to a point where you just literally, to me, it's just like a light switch. It's just an on-off switch. You know, you can do it in split seconds. So I really hope to see you there. I hope today's session, today's podcast has been helpful for you. And I shall talk to you again in the next episode. Bye now. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review so that more women can find it and benefit from it. To learn more about how you can thrive as a career mom, come to my free masterclass, Thriving in Career and Motherhood. Go to SharonSingSidhu.com forward slash meetup to register. I look forward to seeing you there.